Welcome to Smartest Energy Talks, the power market podcast for next generation energy companies. Hello and welcome to the Smartest Energy Talks podcast. My name is James Marsh. I'm a senior business development manager here at Smartest Energy. Today I'm joined by Alex Wormsley, our head of pricing, who you may recognize from our non-commodity costs and generator revenue streams webinars. Hi, James. Hi, Alex. How are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. And yourself? Yeah, all good. All good. So, yeah, so today we're going to be discussing the contracts for different subsidy scheme. We are recording this podcast on Monday, the 11th of April. Um, the allocation round four is fully underway, as many of you will know. It's all over the industry news. And I even recently joined a panel discussion at the Scottish Renewables Net Zero Conference. So there's plenty to talk about today. So I guess first things first, just to probably give a, an overview of where we are in terms of the CFD. So just go over the, the current auction timeline. So today on the low carbons contract company's website, they confirmed that Ofgem have received an appeal or appeals, which therefore means the review qualification appeals window is open. So this ultimately means they're going to be going on the on the longest timeline. So this is scenario five. So just it's probably worth just recapping what the uh, the the schedule looks like. So the application window for submissions uh, for generators was on the 14th of January 2022. Um, National Grid, the ESO, then assessed the application submitted. The applicants were notified, and over the last couple of weeks, months, the non-qualifying agents have had the chance to essentially review and appeal the decisions. So, so what this means now is it's likely that the sealed bid window will run from the 24th of May to the 15th of June. Um, the CFD notifications will be announced on the 7th to the 8th of July, and we're probably working towards contracts being signed end of July, early August, I'd say. Was Alex, was there anything you kind of wanted to, to talk about in terms of the allocation? Rounds and the timings, the schedules. So yeah, just that they yeah we're following the the, the longest timeline. Um, and yeah, there's not been much information out. Obviously, we're in that period where it's, it's still you know the went through that. But yeah, it's likely we're not going to get any response really till you know middle end of summer really on that. So yeah, that's not very tough for me. Yeah, I guess it's probably not unexpected really, given the fact this is the first. Um, allocation round where established technologies have been able to bid. So the last one was 2015. So I'm guessing the amount of applications applicants this this time round are going to be quite high. So it's a lot to to process. Yeah, there's definitely a backlog, even with the standard AR3 that was in 2019. So we've not had an auction for nearly three years. So yeah, it's a long time. So there's a lot of a backlog there. And I think, yeah, that, um, there's new technology been added and Maybe some contentious, I suppose. There's been an appeal, and maybe, and maybe there's been an appeal there. So, yeah, um, it wasn't unexpected that it, it followed the longest timeline, to be honest. Um, Great stuff. Cool. I guess uh, yeah, the next point we wanted to talk around was the essentially the auction prices. What does this mean to generators and industrial commercial customers? Um, and I suppose end to end consumer. So, before we delve into that so the way cfd generators are settled is against the um, strike price so the strike price is set for each technology in different pots so this is and these are capped ultimately so the maximum we get 
administered Stripe price is, uh, yeah, as I mentioned just now, was, uh, in relation to technology pots, and that is the maximum that they could walk away with in this in this allocation round. Alex, do you just want to run through quickly the different type of pots and yeah. what the prices are looking like? Yeah, so just, just a couple on that. The, the administrative strike price is the maximum for the you know bidder would be successful. So it's in the guide, but that's the maximum. So it's likely that they awarded bidders will be below strike prices. Um, the allocation round for follows three different pots for different technologies. So pot one generally is a pot for established technologies. So this includes onshore wind and solar PV. Uh, inside of the pot one, uh, each technology has a, a maximum capacity of 3.5 gigawatts and uh, pot one uh, has an overall capacity cap of five gigawatts. So it's likely that that you know that one of the wind or onshore wind or solar won't get the full cap itself. Um, given that the government recently just announced you know its latest energy strategy and it pretty much ignored onshore wind in part of that strategy, it was likely that we'd see solar taking the, the majority of the capacity on pot one, but you know, you wait to see on that. So that's something that's interesting in terms of the strike prices for pot one. Both these established technologies have very low um, administrative strike prices. So this is in 2012 money, just to be for reference, and that's uh, all strike prices and uh, are always based in, in the 2012 money. So solar has a strike price of £47 a megawatt hour. And onshore wind has a strike price of £53 a megawatt hour in 2012 money. Loosely in today's money, that's 20% uh, higher now than it was in 2012, so if you wanted to work that out. Um, yeah, if you're moving on to pot two, so pot two is for newer technologies, novel technologies. So we have a, a plethora of new technologies in here, and we are expecting the scheme, the technology mix to become more diverse as a consequence of the allocation round four as there have been allocated minimum budgets for two technologies inside pot two this is tidal stream which has 20 million pounds in 2012 money and floating wind has a budget of 24 million pounds in 2012 money so they are protected against the other technologies in pot two so we expect to see some tidal stream and floating wind as part of the cfd portfolio after this allocation round four the total budget for pot two miniature terms is 75 million pounds again in 2012 money so you can see there that tidal stream and floating wind will comprise roughly more than half or 55 percent of total budget there moving on to pot three um this is dedicated to offshore wind um their strike prices uh, get similar to onshore wind are very very low um as we saw from the previous allocation round three you know around 45 pounds a megawatt tower so i think looking at it now we're seeing yeah strike price of 46 pounds a megawatt tower in 2012 money and that loosely relates to 57 pounds megawatt tower in today's money uh, for those there also to add on this that the strike prices have been calculated on the assumption that generators who are liable to pay for BISUOS uh, are going to continue to pay BISUOS uh, when they were setting the ability strike prices. If uh, Ofgem decides to remove this liability, then uh, applicable generators will see a downward adjustment in their strike prices once that's that's been approved. So I think that's CMP 308. Uh, and this adjustment downwards would be uh, equal to the initial balancing system charge which in today's money 
is roughly £3.40 megawatt-hour. So just to generate that, because that's something that, and that I, I believe that's only going to affect the allocation around four generators rather than the prior ones have already got contracts. That's great. Thanks. So I guess, yeah, it's very, very worthwhile keeping an eye on, on certain modifications that will impact, like you mentioned, the source. I think it's also interesting to note, obviously, with, with solar being around £47 per megawatt hours, it's a rough guide on the strike price and onshore wind being £53. Yeah, this is in 2012 money, but we're seeing right now the wholesale power price is uh, exception high. There's a lot of volatility in the market, so I guess generators are going to be asking the question, what's going to deliver potentially the, the highest upside? So if we take WID22, for example, over the last three months, the price has ranged from uh, the lowest point was £154 per megawatt hour to £336 per megawatt hour. So that has shown a huge, huge swing in the last three months. But it also begs the question, would a generator be best off going merchant and trying to take some upside on the uh, high wholesale power prices or go for the longer term CFD. I guess with the CFD is CPI linked, it's government backed, it's 15 years. So it, it provides revenue certainty and helps generators get project finance away. Whereas uh, in terms of merchant PPAs, there are potentially a handful of suppliers out there offering 10, 15 year fixed prices but they're heavily discounted. So you're, you're giving away a lot of that upside. There may be floor prices in there, but most, in most scenarios, you'd be looking to pay back if you are ever below that strike price. So it's, uh, it's something to, to look out for. And I guess the other, the other option outside of merchant or CFD is also corporate PPA. We're seeing the, sort of the green agenda being pushed, whether that's being political, driven by policy or being driven by consumer itself. So consumers are demanding now uh, more sustainable products, which is then obviously driving demand there for, for renewable backed uh, corporate uh, power, which then gives uh, generators another option of how to sell their power, what route to market would, would um, help one get their, their generation built and secure best revenues. Yeah, I think it's really interesting. I'm really intrigued to see what happens in allocation round four. I can't say predict today what, what's going to happen, but looking at the, especially for the established technologies, looking at their strike prices and looking at you know the forward curve today, um, even if you look out for the next three years, those strike prices which are inflation adjusted, they are still considerably below the forward curve. So when a generator would make that decision to compare, you know, comparing the different revenue streams, um, yeah, the CFD right now, they will be paying back that, that delta from the strike price to the reference price. But I guess, yeah, the revenue certainty is very important to a lot of projects. Whereas um, Merchant, this is a very particular point in time. Yeah, it may, may unwind very quickly. Um, but yeah, right now for INC consumers, you're seeing that actually there's a bit of a payback here on the CFD at the moment in the scheme, the existing scheme right now. So, and that's the whole design of the schemes scheme design is uh, it's not a one way it's, it's, so it's not just a uh, support from the government or from the consumers it is all it's two ways so that that revenue certainty can go both ways which we've seen the extreme market conditions over the last uh, few months yeah that's a great point i mean the cfd is all about driving the cost of technology down to get um low carbon generation built and also making it affordable to the end consumer. And I guess the last two years have demonstrated that perfectly. When COVID hit, we saw demand drop off 20%. Also, our power prices down to £25 per megawatt hour. 
And in that scenario, the CFD was supporting um, renewable generators by topping up to their strike price. Um, then you roll your roll forward a few uh, a year's time. Uh, we come out of lockdown, restrictions and measures were eased. We saw demand returning to, to pre-COVID levels. Whilst then we saw very low level renewable output, so wind was down, uh, solar was pretty poor. We had a, a prolonged cold snap last winter and all of these added to uh, pressures to ensure that household power prices have increased to high levels. And then, then you throw um, the, the Ukraine issue going on with, with Russia invading Ukraine, which has seen household power prices reach levels they've never, never been before. So uh, the CFD, yeah, as you say, it's, it's working well to protect the consumer there. Yeah, it's by design and the scheme. So just to point on some, illustrate some other points. So some of the novel technologies, their, their administrative strike prices are very high. So for example, floating offshore wind, which is one area that the government is keen to, you know, see, you know, on the on the scheme. That has an administrative strike price in 2012 money of £122. And uh, Tidal Stream, which we've mentioned also, you know, in terms of, you know, it's got a, it's been pre- preferential treatment in pot two that has an open strike price of 211 pounds per megawatt hour so in you can see there that it's not all the case but especially for the established technologies like there definitely is a, a case where there's a question on is it cfd or is it merchant um for the newer novel technologies obviously that's not there for them because they need to get that certainty and this is the whole purpose of the cfd is to encourage new generation and to hopefully make a more diverse mixed technology in the scheme I would say right now it's very offshore wind dependent and so depending on how windy it is you have some extreme volatility in the scheme output and that it gets fed through to consumers so if you have a, a wider diverse mix of technologies in theory that you, you your variance in your forecast should you reduce and so it should be more certainty for end users on that point that's great. So now we'll just move on to, to our, our final discussion point. What we saw the other week, so the Association for Renewable Energy and Clean Technology, the REA, so they've urged government to remove policy blockages and called for six-month auctions. So on the on the back of that, Smartest Energy did a poll uh, last week to look at and decide, do you agree if the UK should hold CFD auctions every six months? We had a quite overwhelmingly big support so 81% said yes and 19% said no so yeah I suggest what's your thoughts on on CFD allocation rounds being moved to being held every six months I think um, it's ambitious to say the least so we've not had one for three years so uh, the government stated in February that they're going to hold them every year so annually so we know that for certainty it's going to be one every year um, I know there's a push to have them more frequently, but given the structure, I, I think that's an ambition. That's a great ambition to have. But at current, you know, where we are, um, this allocation round for itself has been more than six months already. So it's unlikely that I can see that being progressive about some, you know, some efficiencies made in the Halley and some we're making it a bit more simplified, really. But yeah, it's definitely uh, there needs to be more deployment, and I guess having more regular um, allocation rounds would, you know boost the capacity of the scheme yeah i think it's a great point i mean yeah it's a, po- it's a positive move that the government's moved to, to annual auctions from from 2023 so that will naturally hopefully lead to, to more applications and being more deployment i guess um quite timely with the energy security strategy released last week 
um, the government hinted at some pretty ambitious targets. So offshore wind, for example, they want to up uh, capacity to 50 gigawatts by 2030. So that's up from 40 gigawatts. Um, they're looking to cut approval times, uh, which will help reduce that from four years down to one, which will help develop um, or deploy renewables faster. Solar, they're looking to increase capacity up to 70 gigawatts by 2035. Um, we're currently around about 14 and a half gigawatts. So that's quite a big jump up, obviously, in, in, in 13 years' time to go from, from 14.6 gigawatts to, to 70. Um, Onshore wind, obviously, there's a, a real lack of uh, acknowledgement, really, in uh, in the strategy released. Uh, nuclear is obviously going to be a big focus with 24 gigawatts by 2050 um, from eight of the sites dotted around the UK. Um, and then hydrogen was looking to double that from five to 10 gigawatts, and half of that would come from electrolyzers. So there's ambitious targets. It's not quite clear how that's going to be delivered. So yeah, maybe the CFD will play a key role um, with the annual auctions to help try and meet the gap of what's needed and what's what's yeah. going to be. I think yeah, it's key, it's clear that the government's got a central focus of nuclear, offshore wind, and solar. Um, so yeah, onshore wind is omitted. You know, from that, there's obviously the talk about the you know the planning issues and the conservative backbenchers not being happy about you know uh, deployment of onshore wind, in the, especially in the southeast of England. In terms of the nuclear, obviously that's a key central point of this, and I don't see it being part of the CFD. Like it's going to be from a different funding model than the CFD. Obviously, we have Hinkley Point C part of the um, the CFD scheme, but that was done from an investment contract before the allocation rounds but it's unlikely to see another nuclear on the CFD as it stands just because um, of the issues you know we've been seeing there but uh, yeah it's, it's great um, that the government has done a new strategy but hopefully we need to now act on it to try and get that deployment. Indeed yeah there's obviously a lot of focus on sort of the long term uh, obviously nuclear takes a long time to build offshore wind takes a long time to build so seven to ten years currently Solar can be deployed within 12 to 18 months and on onshore wind up to sort of three years. So, um, yeah, let's, I guess, watch this space and, and see what happens. And, yeah, eagerly await the results of this latest allocation round for come the summer. So, um, yeah, let's see, see where that lands. So, yeah, that brings us to the end of the podcast. We'll be covering safety prices in our next webinars in June uh, when we have a view of the qualifying applicants and the bidding phase should be underway. Uh, keep an eye out for our events calendar on our website to get yourself registered. That's great. Thank you, Alex. So, uh, yeah, thank you for everyone for listening to today's episode of Smartest Energy Talks. And we'll see you again soon. Thank you. Thank you.